This podcast may include adult content. Bound Off is an independent, nonprofit audio magazine committed to paying authors for their work. To join us in our mission of broadcasting great stories to a worldwide audience, please consider dropping us a dollar or two at boundoff.com donate. Welcome to Bound Off, a literary audio broadcast. In this edition, we have three stories. An Ancient Story by Emily Darrell, The King Died by Mark Budman, and The Importance of Cloth by Laurie Knox. An Ancient Story, written and read by Emily Darrell. Listening time, 2 minutes, 20 seconds. An Ancient Story by Emily Darrell. Come to the city, he said. I'll show you a good time. So I went to the city. I packed up what little I had, got on a bus, and there I was, in the city. It was early fall then. The air was crisp with sadness, and even the trash blowing across the sidewalk seemed beautiful to me. Every face I passed had a secret behind it. Before I left, my mother had cautioned me about beginning a love affair in the autumn. This is the time when things die, she said, not when they are born. She has always worried too much about me. In no time I had shaken off my small town ways. I learned to wear uncomfortable shoes without wincing, and I ate food and drank drinks that didn't taste good to me, and I did so with a smile. I began measuring my words carefully before I spoke, thinking out all the possible consequences. My mother, when I called her on the telephone, told me, A woman these days is good for more than just pleasing a man. I know it, I said, but in my heart it was all that I wanted. She herself had never succeeded in pleasing a man, so I know why she said it. Still, I enjoyed myself only when I was away from him. Alone, I could sit on a bench, eat an apple, feel the sunshine on my face and be free of worry. I liked taking long walks alone and drinking alone in bars and telling strange men I'm taken. A year went by. One morning shortly before Christmas, I saw him on the street holding the hand of a woman who wasn't me. I could describe her, but why bother? She wasn't me. What could I do? I called my mother. Remember the last one, she asked me, but of course I didn't. I could only think of him, the one that was now. I was aware then that I was an actor in a play that had been going on for centuries, and I knew just what my role was. But if there's one thing I have in this world, it's fortitude, and I knew I would keep right on with my foolishness. Emily Darrow's fiction, poetry, and essays can be found in such publications as Smokelong Quarterly, Pank, and The Millions. She can be contacted at Emily Darrell at hotmail.com The King Died Written by Mark Budman Read by Anne Rushton Listening time, 3 minutes, 33 seconds The King Died by Mark Budman The King Died and the Queen Died of Grief E.M. Forster 1. The king died and I replaced our bed with a queen-sized one and lived happily ever after. The first time I saw the king, it was on his country's coin and the stamp. He had tussled hair and parted lips, like Alexander the Great. 
Being young, foolish, and virginal, I thought I could do worse and agreed to the marriage. I traveled by train, horse-driven carriage, and steamboat. On our wedding night, the king raped me on a giant cherrywood table blanketed with ambassador's credential letters. We never had children, and we lived together for too long, and he died. Some said he died from poison. Some said he died from old age. Some said he died from a broken heart. I think it was all three. I am certain of that. But one day the Chancellor came and told me that the neighboring country had invaded us. The enemy's king is our late king's brother, as you know, ma'am. They want to overthrow you. Our army is not a match for theirs. They even have tanks. I suggest you go back to your home country right away. He didn't even bother to call me Majesty. I packed my suitcases and the crown and left that very day. 2. The king died and you left the country in a hurry. You were amazed how much your homeland had changed. The internet, the junk food, the bi-racial Jewish woman as president. You settled in your parents' old house. They were long gone, of course. In a few days, a literary agent called. He wanted you to write a memoir. I'm not a woman of letters, you told him. I'll assign you a ghostwriter. I even have a title for you, Why I Poisoned the King. I didn't poison the king, you told him. He died from a broken heart because we had no children. And he was old. You have nothing to worry about, the agent said. The statute of limitations has long expired. You agreed. After all, the food above junk grade was expensive. 3. The king died and the queen remarried, and then died of grief. The queen received a one million gold piece advance for her memoir, How I Poisoned the King and Lived to Tell About It, and then she married her agent. It was a win-win marriage. She saved 150,000 gold pieces by not paying him commissions, and he gained 850,000 before taxes. On their wedding night, toward the morning, she caught him having sex with a maid, and the queen died of grief. So the newspapers and the bloggers said. Poison was ruled out, and the official cause of death was listed as a massive heart attack. After all, the queen of a ripe old age and ever after never lasts forever, even if she has all she needs, including a dusty crown under her bed and a heart of gold. The End Mark Budman's fiction and nonfiction have appeared or are about to appear in such publications as Mississippi Review, Virginia Quarterly, McSweeney's, and elsewhere. He is the publisher of a flash fiction magazine, Vestal Review. The Importance of Cloth, written by Laurie Knox, read by Kelly Shriver, listening time 4 minutes 45 seconds. The Importance of Cloth by Laurie Knox At least in winter, the fighting stopped at five o'clock. With the advent of summer, he had to endure an extra four hours before nightfall. Today sounded particularly vicious. It was getting close. Like a fisherman who learned how to read the sea, his experience told him that the violence would once more pass his house before close of day. 
he knew he had to prepare. Three months prior, his children and grandchildren had not. His rickety old legs took him to the corner of the only room. Creaking to his knees, he searched between the mattress and the dirt. The old man found the pieces of cloth that he needed. Taking the stick that lay by the bed, he tried to attach the first piece of cloth to it. The fingers that used to farm the land outside had rusted long ago. It was a difficult task. The tragedy in progress passed south through the village. He lived in a new country now. No sooner had he finished attaching the rag to the stick, he heard a voice address the villagers outside. Come out of your houses now. Every man, woman, and child must stand in front of their house immediately. Overcoming the stiffness in his joints, he rose to his feet. Suddenly a terrible thought entered his mind. What if it was the wrong piece of cloth? He had attached the white cloth, but maybe he needed the red. Overwhelmed by fear, he started to panic. White or red? He could hear the villagers gathering outside. Once more the voice spoke. Come out of your houses immediately. This is your final warning. The old man fell to his knees. The speed of his descent caused a tremendous pain to shoot through both legs. Again, he searched between the mattress and the dirt. This time, the rag he pulled out was red. His failing hands tried desperately to attach the second piece of cloth. The panic erupting within him made the task more difficult than the last. A commotion was brewing outside. This time, the voice was directly outside his house. You have ten seconds to make yourself known, or we will shoot. The level of disquiet rose, and the old man stumbled to his feet. Weaving the stick through the holes in the cloth, he struggled with the task as he walked to the door. He could hear the villagers shouting, Please, no, he is old, he is senile. Their interjections held no sway with the voice of authority. You have five seconds to make yourself known. The old man continued with the task of attaching the second flag to the stick. It impeded his progress to the door, but he knew that without it, he was nothing. Just as the voice of authority was about to speak again, the wooden door opened. The last of the holes in the cloth was attached to the stick. He is just a child, thought the old man as he stood in the doorway. But he is pointing a gun at me. How very rude. The soldier beckoned to the old man to come closer. The old man walked forward and stopped a few inches short of the gun's barrel. All the villagers were outside their houses. They all held sticks with the white cloth. His stick had both the red cloth and the white. What are you, asked the voice, north or south? The old man tried to remember. Who were the last ones? He wanted to be the opposite. Are you with the Republic? asked the voice, growing with impatience. The old man was confused. Which side had his granddaughter failed to recognize? He looked at the other villagers and then pointed at his stick. White, he said. The child with the gun was not satisfied with the answer. He asked once more, north or south? A tear fell down the old man's face. He cried out of shame, not fear. Two years earlier, he harvested the rice that this boy ate in school. Now his trousers were soaked in urine. That was the fear. Another soldier came by and said something to the boy. The boy paused for a second and lowered his gun. He stared at the old man, spat on the ground, and walked away. 
The second soldier was older than the first, but not by much. The old man looked into his eyes. He had the eyes of a man, the eyes of someone who had made mistakes. The child's eyes had been weaker. Go home, old man, said the second soldier. Go home. Lori Knox grew up in Kent, England, and studied economics at Southampton University. She's currently teaching English to kindergartners in Seoul, South Korea, and started writing fiction at the beginning of 2011. Listener-supported Bound Off is made possible by grants from the Kern Family Endowed Fund and the President's Fund of the Greater Cedar Rapids Community Foundation. Further support comes from the Google Grants Program. Thanks for listening to this edition of Bound Off, copyright Bound Off and the respective authors. All rights reserved. Visit our website at boundoff.com for information about our broadcasts and how to submit your stories.